So check it, check it, check it, check it. And let's fire it up. Welcome back to the Open Road Podcast here with your host Calvin and Jeremy. Oh, it's nice to be together, everybody. What's up with me? You know, same old, same old, sitting at the podcast desk. It's been a while since we've been here. Um, and it, it's just it's just nice to have some time to chat about everyday mm-hmm. adventure. And I feel like that's what this episode is going to be. What are the everyday adventures in our world right now? Jer, part of being someone who is... Um, thinking about everyday adventure is being able to have the wherewithal and skill to pull these things out of your everyday. Um, Very easy to go a whole day and think nothing interesting happened today. However, with brains like yours and brains like mine, we are able to assess a situation (laughs) and therefore pull out some pretty interesting and fun things from our day. If we couldn't do that, we would not be good podcast hosts. That's for sure. That is very true. Um, (laughs) Jeremy, we have hit up a segment on this podcast several times. It is called Social Advice with Jer. It is happening. Let me lay it out for you here. Please Um, do, Calvin. And I just have to say I am so grateful that you see me as someone worthy to ask social, uh, you know, ask for social advice. Okay, please. Okay, so check it. I got to lay the scene out here for a bit. Um, I'm at work today. Um, no, sorry. This is actually yesterday. I'm at work yesterday doing my thing. I was walking around the bullpen a bit and then uh, a guy came in and, uh, it's a truck driver. We have a lot of truck drivers come in and come out of our yard. He's a truck driver. He's here to pick something up. Fine. I was, I happened to be there. I met him at the door and said, Hey, how you doing? And he kind of like nodded at me. And then I asked him what, if he, who he needs to see or what he needs. And then he said, and I said, Oh, and then I said, where are you from? And then he said his company, where he was from, just kind of like a single word. And then I asked him something else, and then it became very clear that he was from Quebec, speaking zero English. He only knew a Ah. couple of words. So what do I do? The classic... So I'm trying to help him out here. I'm trying to tell him where to go, which is hard, because I'm just using my hands, right, to tell him where to go. I didn't have the fast, the quick-footed thinking to pull out my uh, Google... What is it called? Maps. No. Um... Not Google Maps, Google, oh, Trans- Google Translate. Google Translate, which is lifetime or live translation. So what do I do, Jer? I just start raising the volume of what I'm already saying, <laughs> which is a pretty classic move for people trying <laughs> to speak to someone in a different language. They don't understand? Just start yelling. <laughs> saying literally the exact same thing. And what does a coworker of mine does? Comes, backs me up, also starts saying the same thing, but louder. No. <laughs> So now we're both yelling at this guy, and he just still doesn't understand. No, go that way. (laughs) That way. (laughs) And then after it all fizzled, I'm like, what just happened here? Are we idiots? That is incredible. And you both got so caught in the moment. Yeah. (laughs) That is so hilarious. So clearly an awkward social situation, Jer. Multilingual. We've never hit this before. I've never hit this before. What do I do? Man, that... Uh, so I think I think I needed just a tiny bit more info. So you said he pulled up in a truck? Yeah, like a transport truck. And he's loading up. Like we're going to load stuff on him and then he's taking it back to Quebec, right? 
So um, that's pretty much it. I was just trying to give him some guidance as to where to go um, yeah. to load up to meet the guys out in the yard somewhere. You know what? I think you played it exactly correct, especially because here's the thing. Um, there are times when I think it would be advantageous to use my knowledge of German to pretend that I don't speak English and therefore cannot understand you. Interesting. How would so, that have worked in this situation? <laughs> well, what I'm saying is that there is no way this guy did not understand the little bit of English that you're speaking. People in Quebec know way more English than we know French. Right? I, I would have thought so, Jer. So I but think I was that this shocked. guy was <laughs> this guy was absolutely playing you, and the social advice that someone gave him, if he's an introvert, which I'm assuming he was, because he doesn't want to talk to anybody, and so what he does is he uses his French accent to make sure that he doesn't have to have any conversations with you. Question for you to prove if this was true: Did he get what he needed, and did he go on his merry way? Yes, he did exactly that. <laughs> yes, so this guy was absolutely no doubt playing you. Son of a bitch. <laughs> there is no doubt in my mind that you just got played. And he was chuckling to himself as you were yelling at him louder and louder, calling your friend over to yell at him even more. <laughs> it just got oh, caught up in the moment, Oh, you speak Jared. French. Tony! Tony, get over here! I need you to talk to this guy! <laughs> <laughs> Tony starts yelling. The, Jared, the truckers are an interesting <laughs> breed, and like they are just so entertaining. I'm learning so much and working not with them, but just kind of seeing them and and and, and you yes. know working with them. And uh, have you ever like had any interest in just hitting the open road, kind of like doing a like? I always thought that'd be an interesting job to do for like a week. It's just like do a big cross country transport truck ride. I actually have had that desire, and one of my clients right now is a group of uh you know an association in the within the trucking industry and i've been going to a few of their events with their um a group of their leaders that just to kind of keep in touch with them and build some relationships mm -hmm. and one of the things that the, the folks said at this like event that i was at was if you guys haven't been out in a truck you gotta get out there in a truck you really hit the hit the road i love sit that in a truck for eight hours with a guy chat with him see what it's like and it actually did get me very intrigued to go and do that. And you see hundreds of trucks on the road every single day. And behind every steering wheel is a man or a woman with a story. And I'm sure they have some great stories. And it is, you know, a vital part of our economy. And so, yes, I have thought about that would be cool. And I actually have probably more of an opportunity than most would should I make known to certain people that I want to go for a ride. It's just a tough thing to like schedule in your life to do that. It's not exactly a vacation. You want to hear a fun fact? No, it's not right. a vacation. Yeah, go ahead. Fun fact about uh, trucking. Mm -hmm. um, certain passengers in truck drivers these days are cops. And they are looking down from the perch of the semi-truck into cars to catch people texting and driving. How hilarious of a conversation would that be with the cop and the truck driver? <laughs> like, they are not like souls. No. <laughs> oh, the guy is so annoyed this narc is in the truck with him. All that guy is thinking about is how far can I tuck this six-pack under my seat without <laughs> this guy seeing? 
Uh, so anyway, that's my social advice for you, Calvin, is learn how to not get played, man. You got played. Yeah, no, 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 true. Just like, <laughs> seems really risky, but I'll try it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in other news, Jer, um, we were hanging o- over the weekend and, uh, you got a new toy, which I'm new. so excited about. I know you're really excited about, go ahead, tell us a little more about it. Yeah, I, I'm really excited about my new toy, Calvin. I got a drone. I got a drone to call my own. Got a freaking drone. Now, before we get too into this, you have some drone piloting experience, correct? Yeah, you know, this is probably similar to the truck driving conversation where you should probably go through a truck driving course before they let you go behind the wheel because you can cause seems a serious logical. amount of seems yeah, it seems logical you can cause a serious amount of damage on the road if you don't know what you're doing. Um, I went to drone training school with a live drone. They didn't put me in the simulator and so I I crashed the first drone I ever flew. Yeah, so that story is a way back, but essentially you were filming a wedding. You crashed the drone into a fast-moving river and never saw it again. <laughs> and then the I crashed kicker it is... into a tree and it dropped into the flo- the raging river. <laughs> and sorry, did you retrieve it or is it just gone? Gone. Completely gone. gone. The kicker is you were borrowing the drone from a friend, <laughs> so it's not even yours. <laughs> no, 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 no. It wasn't. Oh, which is too good. And so, whatever happened with that? Did he like? Did you pay that guy back, or how did how'd you leave it? Have you spoken to him? Does it was just... the it was the absolute optimal situation, and this is something that I am grateful for. And I, you know, I do not, uh, you know, I, I am very privileged for what happened. I do, and I do not take that lightly. Um, I, the drone was like kind of my company's. But it was given to our AV department by uh, one of our executives who bought a new drone. So he bought his fancy new drone, and then he oh, gave okay. he gave his drone to the AV department just to fool around with. We shoot corporate video. We don't really need a drone. So then I asked my the my buddy in the AV department, "Can I borrow this drone for this wedding?" I crashed it into the water, um, and then I had to go and face the music of my actions and. Um, I was very ready and willing to pay for this drone, pay for a replacement of a Phantom 3 uh, by DJI. And when I went to uh, fess up to the executive who donated it to the department, it was like water off a duck's back, baby. No problem, man. Uh, Didn't care. (laughs) That was it. (laughs) That's amazing. Now, it did come back to bite me a little bit because when I was in BC a couple weeks ago, um, my new drone shipped to my office. And so now my new drone was alone at the office with all of my colleagues eyeing this big box on my desk oh that's hilarious and we are known to have a few little pranks around the office and so my one buddy i wake up groggy in the morning because we're our time change is different in bc i wake up and i see this video on my phone from uh, a colleague of mine matt and he had taken the box that my drone is gone over to the executive's office given him the drone and said hey jeremy got a drone and the guy grabs the box he's like oh didn't jeremy crash my drone and then he (laughs) takes this box and just slams it on the ground and then stomps on it but the video ends like right before he stomps on it and um so in my groggy state in the morning i literally thought that my drone had been smashed and for a second i was like well there's nothing i can do because it's an eye for an eye it's fair right that that is tit for tat (laughs) right there 
And then upon closer inspection, I realized, you know, it was a fake. It was a it was a fake video. But, you know, wow. they they did get me for a tiny bit longer than I would have hoped. But anyway, that's the drone story. But I'm excited for this new drone. And you got a new it, drone. It has then... all this tech that will, you know, it won't bump into things unless it's going like full speed into something. But it's got all these extra sensors, you know, shoots 4K. You can control it from your phone. It's really a beautiful piece of technology yeah, that I'm excited to start using. More. Relatively idiot-proofed, however, still a lot of room for fun, oh, which yes. I liked about it. Well, and still a lot of room to crash it. You know, they are exactly. They are in many ways. It's it, the sky is like the wild, wild west. That's just how we'll put it. Anything goes. Anything goes. Um, what are you looking forward to uh, shooting with it, or you just want to fly it because you haven't flown one? I just want to fly it. Um, Shooting-wise, I really want you to come to my work, place of work, and we have, like, the main mill, which is really, really big, and, like, open-air building. I want the mill to be in full running, and then I want you to do this sick flyover filming it. It would be really Ooh. cool. Yeah, See a log to a board. Oh, we should do process. that. Yeah, that'd be really wicked. And then I you could even charge for it. Yeah, I was going to say, I am debating, like, as a little fun side gig project to, like, just sell raw drone footage of people's businesses. Like, a lot of the wineries are so doing cool. all kinds of marketing right now. So, like, yes. you get footage of their farmers and their winemaking process and their beautiful landscapes and mm-hmm. sell that to them. Or, I don't know, do this exact thing, right? 500 right. bucks gets you however many 4K clips or 10, uh, 1080 clips, whatever you want. Like, you got the means. You got the ability. I know. And, like, even just to pay the machine off, right? Why not? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Cool, Jer. Um, all right. I mean, I, since we're talking about gear, um, I've been in my new ride for about a week now. Dude, I am so pumped about your new ride. Are you pretty pumped about it right now? I I, I am not joking, Jer. It is just such a blast to drive around. Is I have it? so much fun in that thing, <laughs> and it's just great. I really just love it. Can you just describe the car to people? Because, you know, you crashed your truck. If you haven't been listening for a while, uh, Calvin crashed his truck into a tree. He came within an inch of his life, and he had an epiphany. An epiphany that every good man, woman, or child has is that I need my next car to be a Volkswagen. Um, And we found you one. Rudy had one sitting around. And a lot of our friends were sketched out that this was not going to be a good car. But why don't you just describe the car to our listeners, uh, please? I love that it was um, perhaps, hmm, how do I put this, uh, misunderstood, and that I have taken it under my wing, and Rudy believed in it, (laughs) I believed in it, and then we have now produced this incredible vehicle, which is just, feels so reliable, that thing is clean as a whistle, Mm. it purrs along at 350,000 kilometers, Mm. and uh, I I don't know what to say, Jer, I'm loving it, I'm putting uh, premium gas in. As I'm supposed to be treating this Volkswagen very well, I'm topping up the oil, um, checking all my my fluids with it properly, gave it a really nice clean and cleaned (laughs) all the windows inside of it already, cleaned up the innards really well, you know, dusted off all the mats. Um, It's just a real blast. I think there's like no rust on that thing. Did we find out if it was a 2003 or 2004 or two? 2002. So it's old. Yeah, it's a 2002 Volkswagen Jetta 1.8T. That T stands for turbo. Turbo. Okay. This thing is 
fast, all right? This thing's got leather. It's got a sunroof. It's got heated seats. It has steering wheel controls for the volume. How nice is that? The heated seats also, it has heated mirrors for ice buildup, which is the thing. Incredible. Incredible. How's the trunk space on that thing? Trunk space is absolutely massive. I could put put like four dead bodies back there. (laughs) Okay, don't do a dead body analogy. You're, You're a family man. Can you fit all of the kids' crap back there? Oh, I believe so. We haven't taken it as a family vehicle yet, but I, I really think I can. Nice. Um, the, the five speed is awesome. I've just been, I love just getting onto the road in first and then just plowing through the gears as fast as I can. That is fun. It is get, so fun. Figuring out how to, or just not figuring out, but shifting fast and getting those revs up into that sweet spot where the yeah. power band is there. It's just the best. It sounds wicked. Um, okay, what's wrong with this thing? Well, the radio sucks. Mm. Stereo blows in this thing. Mm. Uh, doesn't it has really bad FM? Doesn't have any AM. Can't listen to my 1010. Um, so that's coming out. Mod coming on number one. Putting Ooh. a new sweet stereo in this baby. When's that happening? I don't, I think I'm gonna get it maybe next week. My brother really? has it. Yep. It's one of those big screen ones, seven inch display. Oh, with Bluetooth. With Bluetooth connectivity, maps. Are you, uh, does it have like a little microphone that clips on your dashboard? It totally does. That is Put that on the steering column or something. Yeah, somewhere somewhere nice. Man, yep. and it, that's going to be nice. It is, I wonder if it also has uh, 50 by 4, um, 50 watts like to power the speakers. Like all, often the decks actually oh. give the speakers some extra juice, which makes it sound a lot better. Uh, like a little mini amp or something? You got it. Built an amp. So I'm really excited about that. I'm I'm. I've been doing a little bit of research on how to install this. I'm not a big electronics guy right. for ripping wires apart and stuff. So right. um, it's I think it's going to be a fun little project. I'm actually really looking forward to it, getting in there and figuring out something totally new for me. I'm excited that you're planning to do that yourself. Um, I have been thinking about doing that in in my GTI of, of taking the deck out and putting something yeah. new in, especially, and this brings up another topic that we can maybe dive into really briefly on this episode, but... Um, Part of me wants to take some of the sound uh, equipment out of the RV and put it into my car. That RV, it's got some sweet stuff in it, right? Since that thing's People just underestimate a, it. Since it's A, sitting right now, yep. and B, we might do the full overhaul, and then... It's got to come out anyways. Maybe it has to come out. Maybe we'd want to put it back in, but in the meantime, I mean, who wants, well, a, who wants a subwoofer just sitting, pumping out no bass? Even the subwoofer itself is sad. Yeah, so you, all, all you'd really want is a sub and the amp from that machine right yeah yeah well there's two amps one powering speakers and one powering the sub so i might want both but then i also need to buy a new deck and start to figure out all Mm -hmm. the wiring stuff that you're going to do so if you do it before me i'd love to get some tips from you or maybe we can do that together on a weekend or something jer getting into like the little the jetta cult following is pretty (laughs) hilarious the Volkswagen cult following overall is awesome but yes, to have it yes. specifically on the Jetta is almost even better because I, they have way faster and nicer cars. Like the GTI culture, the Golf R culture. Right, is but it's it, it's this Mark IV compared, Jetta yes. culture, oh, yeah. which is hilarious. It's, a, it's amazing. Which it's, is what this desirable vehicle is. Instagram pages and everything. Oh, baby. Yep. Yeah. Uh, now, I will say I do miss my Elantra. Why? That was, the, that was the rental car that I grew quite close with. Why? Well, uh, what do you miss about it? Oh, the Elantra, Jared. Well, mainly it had a heated steering wheel. That was it. Which is incredible. And it, had, it was a beautiful maroon color. The maroon and the heated steering wheel are definitely hard to let go of. 
However, I will survive. Here's the thing about that Mark IV Jetta. You look on the road for cars from 2002, and the only thing that you still see, Volkswagen Jettas. Okay, that is very that is true. Now, my old car before this was a 2002 um, BMW 325xi all-wheel drive, which was a sweet car as well. I liken these cars very similar. Um, I think the BMW had more power. It was the V6. I'd hope um, it would have more power. But it was very similar vintage. Not crazy, Jared. Like, like uh, that car had some get up and go for sure. It was a big motor. But like hog on fuel and like really expensive parts. And then to work on that thing, like that engine was just like jammed under that hood. And it yeah. was so tight you couldn't even get your little hand anywhere. This uh, The Jetta is nice. It's got lots of room in there to work. Mm, I love it. Yeah, and, and like, you know, an old Beamer, by the time it gets that old, is affordable to buy and to but not really then to maintain or put gas in so it's like right that balance but so here's a question calvin we haven't talked about this in a while it's a little bit of the elephant in the room like are we thinking of getting this is it still possible to get this rv going again 100 percent. yeah yeah i think well i mean i don't 100 but yeah i think so i think we're, we're all kind of i mean it's really hard to to get outside right now and think yes. about doing those kinds of projects. It's yes. really, really discouraging to kind of think about that. Yes. And I don't blame us or anyone else that's involved with this for uh, not feeling very inspired on that right now. Uh, however, when that sun comes out, the sun was out today. It was like two degrees. Yeah. And it was like the sun shining and I was just pumped. Yes. Um, yeah. So it was just, it was cool to work outside and, and just do a few things around the house after work today. And I just felt like, oh, spring is in the air. It's coming. Well, that gives me a lot of comfort because your words there spoke straight to my heart. I'm uninspired Good. Good. right now. I'm, I'm, I know. I'm feeling know. like we haven't talked about it, like it's on the back burner, like we've forgotten about it, but I don't, I don't want that to be the case. No, Jared, that's not the case, um, and we know that this is a long-term play. Right, and there are still a few pieces that need to fall in place for it to make sense. And those conversations are still in the works, especially in regards to the motor. Like, we don't know if that will for sure be a go with the resources we currently have lined up. Jer, every time we get involved with this thing, it is quite literally rolling the dice. Roll them. But, you know, we always choose to roll them. Roll them. And it usually works in our favor. You know what? Yeah, and even when it doesn't, it's an adventure nonetheless. Speaking of rolling them, Jer, have you ever been to Vegas? I've been to Vegas. Tell me about work purposes, correct? Uh, Yes, it was for work, a work trip. So, do you gamble? I do not typically gamble unless you consider getting in your car and driving to work and thinking you'll be safe a gamble. Fair enough. Thank you for (laughs) that uh, PSA. You're welcome. Um, Jer, I overheard a conversation at work today, and I just wanted to run it by you. So, coworker going to Vegas next week for for vacay. Going to be hitting the chinos. Going to be hitting a little uh, Chris Angel. Going to be hitting some, you know, whatever else is on the streets there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> another person at the work brings her a 20, Kay. says, whatever, put, put this on, whatever. And then um, as a, would it be on black or on red or something? In Does roulette, that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roulette, whatever it was. Uh, and I was like, hmm, interesting. Now, I had the same thing with the person at work today where um, I got coffee 
and it was rolled up the rim. And I said, whoa, 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 I'm going to give you your coffee just so you know if you win anything, it's mine. You said that to them? <laughs> yeah. You claimed the rim? Hey, hey, if they want their coffee, you it's are my rim. You are gutless. Am I gutless, Jer? Yes. Okay, so what happens if that person now puts the 20 bucks on red, they win the jackpot, they win $10,000. What now? That's They're not really the gonna case. Give that to I the think person? if you put something on red, and I don't, this is going to sound like I gamble because I might know and I don't know, but I think if you put it on red, the max you can do is double your money because okay. it's a 50-50 chance red or black. So we're not you talking what about I mean. 10 grand. We're talking about 20 bucks. But are you saying what if you do put the 20 into a slot machine and it turns into 10 grand? Yes. This is what I'm talking about. The extremes. You got to make the deal up front. You just have to. Like you have to be straight up. Like you would give that person the 10 grand and you probably lost money because you went to Vegas. Well, I mean, it would just be an agreement made up front. Like if this person just gave the person 20 bucks, A, that doesn't go far at all. But right. B, she can't expect anything if she didn't lay out the, 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 the rules of engagement is what I would say. Well, what, what are the rules other than, hey, put this on red for me? So, so she said for me? Of course. Yeah, not for you. I'm not giving you 20 bucks. It's for me. Bet this for me, right? Yeah, I'd say she puts it on red until she loses. So if she makes money, she put it back down and back down and back down until it's gone. But I'm saying, what if this twenty dollars that the person plays that's in Vegas plays it, wins ten grand, and then they have like, whoa, I just won ten grand. Was that my twenty bucks or was that their twenty bucks? It gets a little foggy after this kind of amount of money is flying around. Did I put it in that 20 in my right pocket or my left pocket? I can't quite remember, can I? I feel like you can't remember in that situation if the 10 grand comes your way. These are the stakes. So here's what I'm I'm just, it's what I'm wrestling with right now. Well, you, I think, are smart because you are, you're very ruthless and you say, the rim is mine, baby. You do not get this rim. I'm anti-gambling, so that's why I have to lay it out hard like that. But it seems like you're not anti-gambling, or else you wouldn't care if they got the rim or not. No, that's true. I just feel like I want the donut. (laughs) (laughs) Or the new Honda Civic. Just kidding. You have a Jetta now. You don't need the Civic. I would literally throw it out. What's the car this year? I don't know. I don't care. (laughs) I don't care. I I got a Jetta. Someone I know won 50 bucks. Really? That's nice. Yep. Yep, pretty good. I have had bad luck this year. I think I've probably had four or five coffees, and I'm I'm getting annoyed every time I roll and don't win. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yes, I have been to Vegas, um, and I got another work trip coming up. You want to hear where I'm going? Yeah, for sure, I do. It's exotic. How exotic? Oh, Miami, Punta Cana, Punta Cana. What kind of work trip is that for? I guess a retreat or something. Yeah. One of our Someone's clients is, yeah. One of our clients has a big uh, a big uh, leadership meeting there. Tough place that to have is, a leadership meeting. That and, is uh, awesome. I threw my name into the hat, and the gracious uh, facilitations coordinators put me in, Coach. Oh, that is wicked. Sweet. And so you asked me if I'm going to get some cool drone footage while I'm down there. Oh yeah, company issued. White sand beaches, palm trees. What you gotta do, Jer, is Mountains. hit the pu- hit the beach, find the most sucker customer or a couple walking on the beach, probably honeymoon situation. Start droning them hard, and then sell that footage. 
I'm actually mildly concerned about pissing people off. I don't know. Like, I'll have to find the right place and the right time to fly it. I might need to get up at, like, the crack of dawn. Um, yes. Because drones are very annoying and invasive, and people aren't into it when they people, hear it and they have no idea where it's coming from. There's so much buzz around drone, and it's all extremely negative. Yes. People generally don't like them. No. And I understand can, I why. think you can always assume that. Yeah. So uh, I I need I need I might need to be strategic, but this will be my first endeavor in trying to kind of get some fun footage. Yeah, I love that little drone, Jared. Like it's so easy to pack away. And one of the greatest features that I think, uh, and your mom pointed it out when we were hanging out with her, is that it all packs into this awesome little leather case. Yeah. And there's no branding on the case at all, which I thought, hey, that's really smart because it just looks like a generic little purse. Okay, well, now you're telling everybody to look out for generic little purses so they can steal drones. I mean, to be honest, if you're in the market for stealing purses, there's got to be something valuable in a little generic purse. Ah, so, good point. Yeah, definitely go for it. So anyone is... So so in some ways, they're already prone to being thieves. Yeah, I mean, if you stole a purse and then you got the drone, that talk about hitting the Vegas jackpot. That would be <laughs> sweet. Uh, yeah, yeah. They They hold their value fairly well. Um, it's you know, yeah, yeah, it would be Anyways, a spot. We, you, you and I, you know, were drooling over the clever engineering, and I thought that was just one more really interesting feature about that toy. Yes, and I guess we, I can, I, for the people interested, it's the DJI Mavic Air. So this is like hot off the press. I'm very grateful to have this drone in my possession. It's basically the the power of the Mavic in the body of the Spark. If you're into drones and know the name, so I'm very pumped on it. Very pumped on it, Jer. Um, I guess one other thing that I wanted to get your opinion on, I haven't really asked you, but I mean, circling back a couple minutes ago, we were talking about cars. Yeah. And you're pretty into your car. And um, that's something that may, people may not know very much about you. But you like cars. I do. I really do. You like cars. So you have a nice car. Um, here's another thing that I realized. I had dinner with you on the weekend, Jeremy. Um, you are an interesting person to have dinner with. And I feel like I know you pretty well. Like, I've known you for probably 10 years. Okay. Um, I would never have guessed in a million years what you ordered for dinner. On a pretty stellar five-star menu, you ordered the lasagna. Who orders lasagna at a restaurant? It wasn't lasagna. Yeah, it was. It was basically, it was pasta and, like, ground beef in a pot with cheese. You want you actually you know that's it's funny that you say that you want to know you know I I did enjoy that but here's the funny thing I read the description and because it was such a nice restaurant I don't know what it's going to look like it's using all these fancy words this nice pasta it could have this, been anything these multiple cheeses this this beautiful sauce this and I'm like oh that sounds great I'll have that and then it comes into you and it looks like a bowl of mac and cheese. <laughs> It was exactly that. And I'm like, who is this guy? Why did he order this? You know what? Uh, honestly, I I very rarely regret the things that I order, and I didn't re- I didn't totally regret this, but I did have that slight feeling where it was like, oh, I guess if I would have really thought about it, I would have realized this was like pasta with fancy cheeses and a really like funky sauce drizzle on the top with whatever, which is basically luxurious mac and cheese. Um, and, and no, so no doubt been... that it was delicious. Yeah, sure. No, of course good. it was delicious. Fine. Yes. But I mean, think of the options on that menu. Jer, I had Moroccan meatballs in couscous. Yeah, you did. You did. You had macaroni and cheese. 
Yeah, I guess I got my special stuff in during the appetizers with those wonderful rice fritters and that special uh, calamari and those nice calamari. Uh, yeah, that nice flatbread. Um, that was a great dinner. It was Family Day weekend where we were. If you don't know what Family Day weekend is, it's a, a stat holiday that our dear friend Dalton McGinty. Uh, um, is that it's American President's Day. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Ah, nice. So anyway, so there was a, a holiday. So my family was up in uh, Muskoka, and my parents took uh, my sisters, my wife, and I, and dear Katie and Calvin out for a really nice dinner. And that was such a nice time. Oh, it was awesome. I really like how you guys have picked up on uh, doing a family tradition on family day. So appropriate. Yeah, it's it's been uh, it's been kind of nice to be able to do that. And what better day to do it? We all, you know, the, the three of us kids are all in different places and different houses. And so it's pretty rare to get everybody together, to get the gang back together. So I think good. it's great, Jer. I think good. it's great. And it was nice because then you could show Rudy the car. He could see that you were happy, and that was oh, yeah, a, that was a great sure. moment. It was running. That was actually the first time I got to take Kate out. In the sh- you know we were going out for dinner, nice dinner. Took nice the sports dinner, car. Nice. Um, Jer, run me through. I mean, I'm so new to the Jetta world. What's my first mod got to be? I mean, <sighs> well, we it's talked funny. about the stereo, obviously, but then we got to get into some pretty serious cosmetic, maybe performance mods. I think some of the best mods on the Jettas. Um, one of the first ones that I always like to see is the roof rack and trailer hitch. Interesting. So, trailer hitch seems natural. <laughs> it's got to happen. Um, it's hilarious because you're like, what are you really towing? Like one sea dew? <laughs> it's like, yeah, one sea dew. Um, yeah, exactly that. I got a, a tin boat and I, and I got a, a tin boat and I got a snowmobile and that's what, and I got a dirt bike and that's what I tow. But, uh, <laughs> the roof rack I think is pretty money. Um, I mean, here's the thing. I had a, I had Jettas for, you know, I have I drove a Jetta from when I was 16 till I was in second year university, and then I got my next Jetta, and that's what I drove up until this winter, and I didn't do that many mods to it. No, you didn't. You've kept them pretty stock. I liked it kind of pure. But yeah, I think stereo is a really great one. I think getting a custom shifter knob is something that's really important. Yeah. I do have to get rims for it. I only have steelies right now, so that's something to, you know, be thinking about. Summer rims, yeah, definitely need that. But are spinners uh, still in? Yeah, you should definitely get spinners. Spinners. Does your dad good. sell a lot of spinners? Uh, he sells tons of spinners. I mean, they seem big in Virgil. I mean, the the spinner line item on the income statement is. I mean, I I can't even tell you because you will be jealous and you might. Would the business try to rob function them? without the spinner sales? Oh, definitely not. Yes I or mean, no? No. Okay, it would not. tank. No, no, no. No, my parents would not okay, be taking wow. us all out for dinner if they didn't sell <clears throat> spinners. Those are spinner dollars right there. <laughs> spinner bucks. <laughs> yeah, I think that's maybe a good question for uh, for our listeners, and that might be even be a good a good place to uh, you know to round out the conversation. Is yeah, we can wrap. Send us an email. Tell us your adventure stories. How are you finding adventure in the everyday right now? Is it in a vehicle? Is it in a new gadget? Is it in Something that's uh, inspiring you. Um, you know, it's mid-February, and, you know, before we got on this episode, I was telling Calvin, I'm feeling that it's mid-February. I'm not in yeah, the I know. mood you were, right now. You were low, my friend. And, this, and it is bad. <laughs> and this episode kind of perked me up a little bit, and, you know, I, I think when we do a little reflection and, and find those little fun moments in the everyday and look forward to trips and this, that, and the other, it uh, it has this way of just kind of 
you know, giving you a little glimmer of uh, of some good stuff to come. Speaking of looking forward to trips, Jer, um, I just booked a trip last night. To where? Florida. Nice. Not for me, for oh, Kate and the baby. That is for Not- you. <laughs> <laughs> When are they going? So, I mean, I'll be looking for some advice to uh, do some interesting things on my bachelor week. Is it a full week? Eight days. Dang, dude. Solo, yep. You need that hitch, and you need to go on a snowmobile weekend. Right? Yeah, let's, well, we should, so, okay, so listeners, please uh, email us some adventure stories or what Calvin's Jetta mods should be or what he should do on his time off. This is kind of like a couple weeks ago when we were we had an episode and then we were like, okay, what are we gonna do with what we learned? It was about bravery. Uh, yes, Calvin yes. slid his kid down a tobogganing hill at full speed. Um, I did a in honor of the Olympics. In honor of the Olympics, I did a black diamond cross country trail in honor of the Olympics. So what's next? What's next? Winter sport themed. Okay, Jer. Um, I think this went really well. I'm excited. I hope this got you out of a bit of a slump. And I hope, um, yeah, I hope you can just turn it around for us. And maybe for our listeners too, if you're feeling that that you know heavy mid-February, the spring still seems far off. Adventure is just around the corner. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's in your backyard today. It's you know wherever you might uh, go tomorrow. How inspiring is that? Um, just go out, find it, find that adventure. All right, we'll talk to you next week. 